Welcome back to Survivor at Home, the podcast, episode four, covering Survivor 42. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan, alongside my co-host, Andrew. Andrew, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling all right. I had COVID, like the, the real COVID this time. I got sick for two weeks earlier in the month, and everyone's like, yeah, you got COVID for sure. And I was adamant I didn't. My wife made me take nine tests, and I think she got some joy shoving that stick like way like it says you can do a shallow one and every time yeah. she opted to shove it really far in and then count to 10 seconds which again after reviewing it i don't ever see 10 seconds anywhere and so i would be in tears and then she would say it was just for the health of our family but i think oh. it was for her enjoyment anyway but yes this last week i did get covid and been in my room isolating for the last five days thank you to my wife steph for uh, taking care of the kids and the family and so feeling a bit low energy tonight but thankfully we have a very special guest London Steve here to help us out help to get us through because I don't know how long I will last uh, to help carry us through so welcome to you London Steve all the way from London Ontario welcome London Steve we're happy to have you again Thank you, guys. I'm glad that I was able to join you today. And we lasted two minutes without my name being brought up. So um, <laughs> we well, have gone, well done, you guys. We should have gone as a joke, for real. We should have gone the whole episode without trying to say his name and not told him. Well, here we are now, two minutes in. And we're we got to do that. We got to do that to someone one time. Like, just like casually not say it and see if they pick up on it. We'll have um, to conspire about that one, Andrew. We'll take that away. We went to... Uh, uh, Steph and I went on a wine tour recently in Niagara on the Lake, and we spent the whole day with a few, three other uh, women, really nice, good conversation, laughing, having some drinks the whole day. And right at the very end, the one uh, lady goes, I don't think we ever introduced ourselves. And the whole day, we didn't know each other's names, but we were just having a great time together. Uh, so that's kind of funny how that works. But um, London, Steve, great to have you. I wanted to start by asking a question of you about what you've been up to. I mean, I know what you've been up to, but for the, those listening, uh, what have you been doing as a Survivor fan? Particularly, what have you been watching uh, over the last, let's say, six months of your life? I don't even know if it's six months of my life, but after uh, season 41, the very first season that I've ever watched, um, then I played Survivor at home, season four. Then I started binging Survivor and then just every single night. So when it started, I guess, Paramount Plus, I guess that's another streaming system. They have Survivor from season 30 all the way to 41 again. So um, binged it all. So started season 30, went all the way, watched uh, all the way up to season 41 again, and now 42. But I've gone back to watch to rewatch season 40 again, because it's just so good. And um, so, yeah, so just lots of Survivor and just lots of Survivor talk and um, really analyzing my Survivor at home compared to real Survivor. And Ala Daniel, here's the reason why I will never win Survivor at home is because I'm just no good at it. So there, there's the... There, there it is. But um, well, you, you needed to drop a spoiler alert on that one. Oh, I'll still play, but I just won't win. <laughs> um, no, I do really believe that I will never win Survivor at home because of this podcast, and that my name gets brought up all the time, and people 
who don't even know who I am know my name through the podcast and then automatically think I'm a threat and get voted out. So well, well, here's the thing, London Steve is the last person to win Survivor at home. I have the long messages from them on why they thought they would never win. I have the receipts on my mess on a messaging app on my phone the receipts of them thinking they were never going to win and alex did it he won survivor at home so if yes. even if you think you can different circumstance different player i get it but if you think you can't win that's not a good enough excuse because you, you know, can't. i think i can't win and i also think that um the re another re i just don't, i really don't think that i can be vill a villain type person because I feel so compassionate towards people. And then I don't even like the idea of someone that I know, even thinking that they might be upset at me. Um, so I don't think I really have it in me to, to blindside and play that, but I will play again because it's so fun. I just don't think I have it in me to, to be that type of person. Um, well, funny you should mention that because a little advertisement again, probably September of this year, Survivor Home Season 5, uh, during COVID and isolation, just more thoughts put into what this could look like. Very excited to try a few things that we've never done before on Survivor at Home. So stay tuned for that. Check out on the website for more information. And please, our new Twitter account at Survivor at Home, we'd love for you to uh, follow that. And I want to say a special thank you before I kind of lose my voice here tonight. A big thank you to everyone who's been listening along. Jordan and I were talking this week, looking mm -hmm. on the back end, we can see the stats of how many people are tuning in. We get 50, 60, 70, 80 listeners per episode, depending on which guest is on. It'll probably go way up for this one. Uh, and we want to thank you. It means a lot that each of you, each of those people uh, listening, each of you listening right now, uh, make us a part of your week and so we're very thankful for that for engaging with us for supporting us uh, for your love of survivor and survivor at home it means a lot and we'd love for you if you have ideas if you have comments if you have questions that you want us to bring up on the podcast you can get in touch with us now on our twitter again it's at survivor at home and we'd love to uh, interact with you there so uh, one more question for you london steve and then we'll jump into the episode tonight uh from your time watching binge watching all these seasons with your wife have you picked up anything that you might do differently even for a future survivor at home season yeah there's so there's a lot of great strategies out there and i guess i've already implemented never winning uh, a challenge uh never winning a immunity idol that's something that um i've seen people i guess the opposite effect joe he always wins uh immunity he gets voted out um mike from season 30 always won he ended off winning he gets i guess he won but um people want to get him out the whole time i never win anything so um i've learned that maybe that's my best way but also um don't align yourself with the biggest threat because if they can't get him out they're going to come for you um so I've also learned that. So don't, I guess, don't work with Alex Street ever again because um, he will turn your back on you, but also he people will get me out because of him. So I'm, I'm he, still learning. I hope Alex Street listens because he's 
he's done that a few that's happened to a few people that have worked with Alex Street in in Survivor at home games. Um that's a teaser for a future podcast, right, Andrew? Just yeah, before it is. we started, I remember I guess a week or so before Survivor at home uh four, I did call Andrew and I said, I know I can't influence anything, but please don't put me on Alex Street's team. Like I've been on it twice and it hasn't worked out and I really don't want to work with the guy. Um, and then lo and behold, I'm on his team and apparently we're working together right off the bat. Um, and actually we're legit working together. Doesn't matter what people say. People saw it. I got voted out because he's so much better at the game than me. So, um, well, yeah. Steve, you did well. I wanted to, you know, commend you for doing better than you've done. You've made, you made the merge for, Past the merge for the first time. For all those, I wanted. For those all listening I wanted and do. not able to see. Steve just did a big fist pump. So he did. Uh, he he's happy. We're happy for you. You're obviously um, a big fan of the game and the show, and the show and the game are big fans of you. So very very happy to have you on. Excited to hear your debrief of episode four of Survivor Forty Two. And Jordan, I'll turn it over to you to get us going here. Absolutely. So we get going. The episode opens up as always. I love it. We get the raw um feelings on that first night and daniel wants to um daniel wants to not talk about anything he wants to just take a night's sleep the idea of his your brain's going to be brighter in the morning and i think that was a podcast title last year um and he wants to just relax for the night sleep it off and then discuss in the morning and it just doesn't feel like the tribe wants to do that and uh here's an interesting aspect hi was talking High felt blindsided by Daniel. Chanel felt blindsided by Daniel. Mike felt blindsided by Daniel. Lydia felt blindsided by Daniel. Jenny felt blindsided by Daniel. There were two votes for Jenny to knock her out, and everybody felt blindsided by the same person. Unbel- Is that the first time in Survivor history that that's happened? Unbelievable work by Daniel to blindside everyone on his tribe and alienate himself within that, uh, within that moment. I just think that's a pretty rare accomplishment and it should be, should it be celebrated or should it be um, go down in survivor history as a don't do um, turning on everyone in your tribe, but London, Steve, did you with Daniel, what did you see from Daniel in his reaction to what went on um, when they went back to camp? So I guess you're right on. He said, I don't want to talk about this. I want to wait to the morning. Um, I even go back to Survivor at home when Bryson initiated the whole Lindsay thing. He owned it. He owned that he did that. Um, Yes, I'm the one who did it. Daniel didn't want to own up to anything and maybe sleep it off and people will forget. But all you have is time on the island. So no matter how much time uh, goes by, people aren't going to forget it. And his whole tribe's like, you might want this. We don't. We want to talk about it. So I think um, High continued on his um, steam role of Daniel because he played him so well at the tribal. He's just like, that's fine. I'm going to talk to Mike. I'm going to continue to say Daniel this, Daniel this, Daniel that. And he was able to flip Mike from Daniel and be like, I feel very betrayed. So um, I still, Daniel has a lot of work to do. Um, and it's funny how just one episode can really switch it up. He just had a a bad moment at tribal and his whole game is upside down now. Like he was like really intelligent and all of this stuff. And 
being able to play the game. But now he has a lot of work to do and he needs to make sure that his tribe doesn't go to tribal. Cause I do think he's on the chopping block and they're like, you know what? He's just someone that we can't trust. So um, yeah. Can you clarify? Uh, oh, go ahead, Jordan. No, he's just in a really interesting spot in this tribe that he's got, he's gone behind everyone. Everyone has a reason to be, upset with him and we had to all know in the tribal council the last episode high says something a lot or daniel asked high if they will if, if he switches his vote then like they'll, they'll be good to work together and what else is high going to say in the moment but yes of course did anyone believe that because i did not i did not for a second believe that high was actually thinking yeah absolutely daniel you know what we're going to be good moving forward and everything is no it wasn't happening he was he He's on the like outs with everyone in his tribe right now, which is really interesting. Now they win if they can win challenges and not get voted out, and then a swap happens, maybe he's fine. But that was a really interesting uh, dynamic. Andrew, you were gonna hop in there. Go ahead, Steve. I was gonna say like continue on with that. I think yeah. Where are you going to hold this against me? No, not right now. But it's later down the road. Yeah, like right now you're indebted to me. So you're going to vote with me now. But if we yep. get to the merge, there's no way that I'm going to be like, no, you're, you're done now. I, we're, we've been good. Yes. You helped me out. And now I'm going to hold it against you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let everyone know how you've played so that no one's going to want to work with you. This is what, this is what he's done. Um, so it's an easy vote. Yeah. I was not impressed with Daniel. What he said something about, I think he said he doesn't have a backbone. Like shots fired there, right? Just really calling him out for the way he's playing. And he said he can talk well, like as a lawyer, he can talk around the situation well, but just didn't have the backbone and obviously high feeling betrayed. Can you guys clarify though? I just still don't understand high's comment to Mike about, hey, I was going in. They had told us we're going to split the vote two on Mike, two on Jenny. Uh, And then I got nervous at tribal and I switched to Jenny. Can you guys understand what happened? I'm still trying to break that down. Yeah. So what was happening was um, they didn't actually want highs. High doesn't have the full picture of what's going on. I think the full picture is that they wanted high and Lydia to split their votes because they knew there was a shot that there were only two votes between the four. So if high and Lydia split their votes, one for Mike, one for Jenny, then the two votes out of the group of four for Lydia knock her out. So, but high think that, that they actually high thinks they just wanted to split the vote between the two and see what happens out of that. But when in reality, that's not the whole truth because he doesn't have the whole picture of what was going on. So that's what that conversation was is high is using the information that he has. He doesn't have it all, but it's enough um, for Mike to be Mike go Mike's direct quote. I'm in survivor mode right now. No more kumbaya on this tribe was a, was a great moment from him. Also, Daniel getting frustrated with Chanel not getting any blowback. I, I get that, but Daniel feels like Chanel blindsided him or wronged him. Am I misremembering? She was sharing what we, at least as the audience, what we knew to be the truth. And he was the one who was a little bit wishy-washy or going back on things or not fully following through on, on what he had said. And, um, and it, it bit him. And I, I, I thought I was misremembering, but no, it sounds based on your head nod there, Andrew. I think Steve. Like, I'm pretty sure she had a confessional where she's like, yeah, that it was my idea. 
but I'm not going to own up to it now because it's all on Daniel. Like she got in front of it. Like I came back from the summit. This is, I realized I didn't have a vote most likely. So it was my idea to split the vote so that we could get Lydia out, just like you're saying. But then Daniel went off and did whatever. And Chanel was like, okay, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to own it now because you've already did. You've but, taken, you're taking the brunt of it anyways. Let's just pile it on you now. But it's my, it was my plan. <laughs> like yeah. just trying to chalk it up later on so we can That's all remember fair. like, oh, she did have this. She did do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to take um, the brunt of it. It's almost going back to once again, Survivor at Home. Tyler was the one orchestrating the whole, get all the returning players mm-hmm. out and Bryson took the whole brunt of it. He did take the he did take the brunt of it. I I'm still sorry to Bryson, and I'm still um, c- congratulations to Lynette. I thought Tyler played a phenomenal game as well. Um, all three finalists did. John Wani as well. I'll give him a shout out on that. But um, but yeah, I was Team Tyler in that in that tribal. But congratulations, the winner deserved to win. Well done. I think um, going back to sorry to high again and just how he's really picking up on this. I really do think that he went in with I'm going to split the vote. I really do think that he listened to all the clues at tribal and said, I need to switch, but I do know enough that if I talk to Mike and I talk to him this way, it's going to bother him just a bit. So let me just plant this seed that even though it didn't work, this is what they told us who you are thinking you're working with. So he's almost starting. Okay. Tribal's over. We need to move forward and I need to move forward with more people so let me just plant this it might not be the full truth but there's enough background uh, information from tribal to support this so i think he's just continuing to just play the game hard the social aspect because his numbers were low they're still technically low they're on the bottom there's three to two but he's doing everything he can right off the bat to switch it up I'm Absolutely. glad that Andrew picked them first to win. So hey, <laughs> a shot in the dark. Um, reward challenge, guys. I, so the, yeah, I just ahead. wanted to say that I I like as Jeff's explaining it that they have to get different people involved. You guys can break it down, but just it's neat that they have to actually have four different people getting the ball in. I didn't catch that until I watched it a second time. That was actually part of the rules. So people complaining, as we'll see, about certain players doing more, which is true. But I like as a creator of the game itself and survivor at home, it, I like this idea of each person has to complete a task. You can't just rely on one person for the whole thing. Yeah. One person can't carry your tribe fully as much as they want to, or could. Um, it was a good, it was a good rule. I noticed that um, I don't think it affected it too, too much on the outcome because it wasn't an overly difficult task, but at the same time, that's such a good move to get everyone involved with that. A reward challenge. We do not see reward challenges in Survivor very often at all. And um, and Taku owned this challenge. It wasn't even, it was a huge blowout. It wasn't even close. Uh, the other tribes were way far behind. And they can, Drea said that it was Jonathan that carried them. And there's probably a moment where there's an element that he's just a challenge beast, but it wasn't like they were carrying something heavy for the beginning. They were untangling rope and they were just the more organized tribe untangling rope. I don't think that has to do with him being stronger than everybody else. It's them performing 
under pressure, right? Steve, did you have a thought on yeah, that? Yeah, I think that he's the one who picked up the rhythm, though. Like, he was able to, and he muttered it the whole time, like, yeah. you under, you over. You, like, he picked up the rhythm very quickly, mm-hmm. and then just kept the beat, and they kept the beat, and they kept yep. the beat. It's sort of like, once again, he saw what needed to be done. He's like, okay, I got this. And he just led them all. And the rest of the groups weren't talking, or at least not well, or too many people were talking, and they're like, just got really um, unorganized. But yes, he's a beast. Yes, he is shredded abs. I know Andrew wants to talk about that some more. But <laughs> I didn't think he would be the one in that group to figure out the rhythm. I thought he was going to be the clumsy one. But he still did it flawlessly. Just flawless. So um, good for him. Yeah, flawlessly. He was like, he didn't carry the tribe in the strength sense like we talked about in other challenges. He was just the, the, got them organized, made good decisions, and they executed their challenge. Like it's not, I don't know. I don't see that portion of the challenge being someone who who carried the tribe. I think it was the three of them worked really, really well together. And if he took the lead, so be it. But could, um, could it be because they are a very tight four that are working so well together? <laughs> oh, I wonder. I wonder where that thought came from. That's interesting. So they win the they win the challenge really easily. Not even close. The other tribes aren't even to, are barely into stage two of that challenge, and they finished it. Um, uh, the th- the third stage they finished, and then Jonathan, yeah, just opens his mouth at, talking about they're a tight four. And they're feeling really good and like basically insinuating that they're going all the way together. And you, you see the live reactions of Marianne and Omer in that moment. And even Lindsay going a little bit of a cringe face. Why are we saying this? Why, why not just be vague? Even Marianne goes, he overshared. When Marianne is telling you you're (laughs) oversharing in something, um, which she had another good confessional that we'll get to later, but, um, even when she's she's telling you you're oversharing, you're oversharing. You're 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 doing too much here. Like, what is going on um, with that? It was fun to see a little bit of the type four. All of a sudden, I, Omer, I'm upset with Jonathan. Lindsay, I'm not happy with Jonathan. Marianne, I'm not happy with Jonathan. And they'll probably get over it, and it probably won't have any effect on much effect on the game later. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll come up in three episodes when they've swapped tribes or merged or something like that. But um, right. yeah, and that they was... love. It's funny that the kind of back and forth that they're playing in their heads because I think Omar himself said like, he's my main man. He's a bit of a slop though, but he's still invaluable to this tribe. And Lindsay's saying the same, like, yeah, I, we want to eat. Right. So <laughs> we recognize what it, I yeah. think it was Lindsay who said us winning these challenges by a lot. Yeah. He's a challenge beast, but part of winning these challenges by a lot is we're eating and the other tribes aren't. And he's the reason we're eating. So let's keep eating here. And those fish were, massive 10 fish for four people they got a lot of food out of that not a bad deal unless you hate fish that's a problem but i would go grilled cheese if i had to pick uh no we're not doing this again we can't do we can't bring this back this has been enough you want there's an episode with the title grilled cheese from last season please go back and listen to that if you want to hear grilled cheese arguments but that is not for today the one thing that i really did pick up afterwards was that the two other tribes, the blue and the green tribe, like they're just thinking if we can just get to the merge, we know who we need to target. Like 
he's they're setting the stage of we might like at least with uh, this the green tribe we might not like each other all right now but we do have this common goal of who we need to get out whenever we have the opportunity to so like i think survivor is really presenting this larger than life character and we'll get into that in the next uh um challenge also but like here's the story this tribe this well-oiled tribe can four connected but when it comes to the merge i think the other they might be this the ones being picked off oh yeah no one's no one's loyal anymore and they're gonna they'll they'll take them out for sure oh and they'll they'll swap in between now and then too like we're gonna switch tribes pretty soon oh yeah they'll they'll swap tribes at some point soon i think they might swap next episode oh no they didn't tease it so maybe not but i i don't think that they'll stick with these tribes and go straight into the merge they well on the 14th uh in two weeks i think it's a double episode oh there you go so maybe if they're gonna do it it would be that night usually they do have a swap london steve but i know that but that is some good insider info Oh, inside. I was going to say, but season 41 didn't have a swap. They went all the way down to two and then they went to the mergatory, I guess. So I'm just basing on mm-hmm. everything like season 41 and season 42. They have the same elements of going on the summit. There's three Interesting. Ways. So yeah. to Interesting. me, it's. Yep. Did they not? Again, they didn't merge last or do a split? No. A tribe swap? Because no, they had that weird half the people go to tribe or half the people are eligible to be voted out and yeah no no no, but that's not a that's not an hourglass but they never trade because ricard and um went all the way went all the way down right so if you're talking about jordan you brought this up last time is that as a viewer that we're sort of ahead of the players um we already know what might be happening we knew that with through votes but if we're sort of playing 41 drop the four bring the one drop the four this is two Every, there's similarities so to me i don't think there is um a swap interesting going wow. to that. the analysis from london steve nailing it i love it but, i did want to ask said, oh, sorry i was just going to say what jordan said about being ahead of the game i think we are um because we're even ahead this is shooting down ahead of omar we already know omar doesn't have his vote yet he just doesn't know it yet hmm. so like that if they ever go to tribal that's a shot that he's going to be like oh crap there's only four of us and my vote doesn't count that's yeah foreshadowing who knows if they're ever going to get there but it could be as early as next week it could be happens Um, yeah but once again we're ahead of the vote we are ah they're there he doesn't have a vote he doesn't know it yet um yeah and he doesn't even know like there's no way for him there's no way for anyone in the game to know unless chanel were to communicate that somehow to him but i don't know that she can even in a in a challenge so let's keep moving through this episode here because then we get to see classic new age survivor editing the setup before the immunity challenge they set us up with the blue tribe spoiler alert the blue tribe is headed to tribal council tonight but this is before the immunity challenge they're going to set us up roxroy is coaching Romeo on how to make a fire, but not coaching. He's very, very parental. That's the role he's comfortable in playing. And um, that's what he does out there. And Tori tries to play into that and um, is trying to give him ideas so that he wants to work with her. And everything just starts to kind of blow up in this tribe. It was quite interesting to watch. The information just, it was dominoes falling. As soon as, 
Um, a little bit of information is shared. Tori shares about Drea's advantage to Roxroy. Roxroy then spills that that information back to Drea, and then more information gets spilled. And Swati goes, "Tori is someone that I want to work with, but as for her, as much as I'd like to work with her, I'm not going down with her." And we go into the challenge thinking. Tori's in trouble, which she is in trouble if they lose that challenge. And I want to ask you about the group though, there with, with Ika. So they, with Roxroy, I've mentioned this, I think on episode one, his personality, how that would be very difficult for me. And I think a lot of people I've seen online, a lot of people commenting that they would really have a hard time with him on the Island too. But Romeo just saying like, I want to tell him to shut the hell up, but like, I can't, I can't and get on Romeo to know that. Right. And then yeah. like you said, Tori as well, trying to play into that. But I wanted to ask you guys, if you were there on that beach, could you bite your tongue with someone like Roxway? Is there a certain personality even outside of what we're seeing this season that you would just snap on? Because it's true. You, you have to be able to compose yourself, but we all have our limits. So I'm just, kind of an out of the box question. Is there any kind of person or personality that you might actually really struggle with and, and it might even affect your game? Yep, definitely. Like the, uh, if someone, John Wani, if he was on the Island with me, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Who's doing this? Oh my word. Huh? <laughs> Bad traumatic experiences. Calm yourself, John. <laughs> I love John Wani. I just had to want to bring his name up, but that would be someone that would be, very difficult to be on an island and i lived with a guy for a year like i know how difficult it was to live with them so imagine um 39 26 26 days straight with the guy like lived it understand it that's him to a nutshell but like um i think you have to bite your tongue like there's there's so many one thing i've learned is that like it's so easy just to pinpoint something to vote someone out, right? You don't need to always bring it up to everyone. Just keep it there and be like, I'm going to use this later on. Um, but if I, you bring it up to someone and if you don't have the numbers, they might be like, this person brought this up. I don't like it. You know what? Let's just get him out because that's disrupting the tribe, even though you're the one doing it. Um, so it would be hard. Um, but I do think that you do have to, um, just 26 days with them. You might never see them again. Just live with it. Right. And interesting that sometimes you might just get pitted with them in an alliance, even if you don't want to, like, again, what we're seeing on this episode where, yeah, it would have been Tori's choice, for example, to get out Roxroy, but she's just realizing that this is just the way the cards are being dealt. So you got to make the most of it. And that does require a bit of strength. I wonder if that would ever come out at the end. I'd, it would be kind of a cruel thing to say, but if you made it to the final three and as part of your testimony saying, guys, look, as part of my strategy, I was like, this person was so annoying, but I bit my tongue and I like John Wani, like Steve Ooh. says, I just couldn't stand him, but I just pretended to like him all the way through. And, and you guys know how annoying he was. So, uh, but I did it. That's not the right word. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he's actually annoying. I'm just hypothetically projecting oh, what Steve gotcha. Lennon Steve is saying. I love John Wani. You guys are gonna have to deal <laughs> yes. with your comments later. But um, yeah, just that 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 idea of kind of throwing someone under the bus at the end because people know, right? Everyone else sees it. Uh, so your ability to kind of handle that and even use it to your advantage, even to know someone. I'm kind of picking on Rocks right here, but 
even hit the way he thinks in terms of strategy and what like he's very loyal to his decision. So he makes up his mind like, yeah, someone like Tori, I'm going to get out. I don't trust her but based on some good reasoning. Uh, but you, as a, if you're on his tribe or if you're voting against him, you could see that you could see the way that he is going to go. And it, you can tell he's probably not going to switch out his vote either because of that. So just an interesting observation, but yeah, as you said, this eco tribe really dealing with a lot of different dynamics. And as we'll see, even in the tribal later, just the sense of disunity, they don't, they're not quite, they're, they're not quite unified. They're not quite, quite clicking. Um, and that is of course, as you said, because of the kind of the, the ripple effect, the domino effect of the events that are taking place. But uh, before the immunity challenge, anything else there in London, Steve, that you wanted to add? Yeah. Just a quick question. Cause I thought I saw, uh, a conversation that I just wanted to ask about the conversation between Swati and Tori. I think that's what really started it. But did did Swati tell Tori that I think you need to go smooth things over with Roxroy? Is that did I see that or did I? Um, because they needed that numbers because Swati wanted to get Drea out, I believe, but they needed Roxroy, but she knew they had a, a rough patch. So I think she encouraged it to go mend it and then Tori overshared. Like, am, did I watch that wrong? Am I wrong with that? Or Yeah, I think in that, I think in that moment, there was just understanding that if they wanted to get Drea out, they had to use, they had to create a sub-alliance within the group, right? And a different alliance. And so it was, Roxway, Roxway, I guess, makes the most sense. I don't really know that uh, that situation, but it was it, what it ended up being is what we saw is that Tori overshared and Roxway. Well, you know what it was. I, sorry, for anyways. sorry to cut you off, Drew. I, I wrote it down for that reason because it was kind of mm-hmm. confusing. So Swati was telling Tori that Drea and Romeo were trying to make an alliance uh, of Drea, Romeo, Swati, and Roxroy. So that's what. That's what Swat, Swati revealed to Tori because she, I guess, wanted more to work with her, her. Or maybe, again, she was just trying to play too many sides. Yeah. But it was because of that that uh, that she said, you need to basically go and try and get an in and try and break up this alliance. Right. But her revealing that even is what comes back to bite her later on. Well, yeah. Oh, man. So much, so much can come back to bite you. And this this episode is a lesson on sharing and oversharing for many, many people. Um, we just head into before, the challenge. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You, sorry, Jordan, I just want to let you know, out of the people on this podcast, you're my number one. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to tell the same thing to Andrew? Oh, too, yeah. or no? Andrew, uh, yes. just so everyone knows, through this podcast, you're my number one. Okay. I love it. Remember one of my books for I love it. Uh, the host. I would vote Jordan out in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, you would too. You and a couple Unless people. he's got a good story, which would pull my heartstrings. And then I would have compassion, unlike some people in our Survivor at Home community. So I did not vote out Lindsay. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just referencing a few, a few other comments in the chat. So anyway, let's get Anyways. to the immunity challenge here, guys. Yeah, here we go. So it opens up the immunity challenge and the floor is open. Marianne shares her line again, which I don't even get her line, but whatever. They're, they're all silly lines. So it's the way it goes. And then it cut. No one says anything. Crickets again. No one follows up with their line for the for the founding of the idol. And 
she it cuts to her confessional. I love it. She goes, I don't have a vote because none of y'all go find an idol. Do better. Please just do better <laughs> in her confessional. <laughs> Basically begging people to find that idol uh, clue so that she can have a vote and an idol. Um, Taku uh, and the challenge. Do you want to explain the challenge quickly? Um, Andrew, did you have it written down step by step there? Uh, yeah, I mean, they have to pull the uh, tribe members to the tower in the boat. And I love how uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, Jonathan and Marianne who are supposed to pull the boat. But it, if you watch closely, it's just Jonathan and Marianne. It's like struggling to swim just in the water. He's He didn't he, even... He's behind the boat. Yeah, he didn't even wait for her. He just went for it. Um, and they had to then um, jump up and grab the puzzle piece... Or sorry, the keys, sorry uh which they would then use for the uh puzzles but yeah that was a hilarious moment and i loved the jumping like Lindsay was getting it drea chanel omer getting it canadian um lydia couldn't get it i want to ask is it unfair for someone like lydia i know a few people she was laughing about herself on social media which is good to have some uh you know some good humor about yourself but a few people were saying well, this isn't fair that she you know you can't she's not just tall enough but what's your take on that she could have pulled the boat. It's I, once again, we talked about this last time. Uh, the last time I was on that, you need to know your team. You need to know, yeah. hey, you. This is what's going to happen. If you know you're not tall, you know you can't jump, then don't put yourself into that. At least put yourself into pulling the boat with someone else. Um, it might go a bit slower, but they took extra time with jumping. So going back into knowing yourself once again, like I'm short, I can't jump. I'm not going to be able to do this. Don't no. volunteer. Well, and here's another thing with it is we saw this challenge last season and it was kind of Heather's opposite of shining moment. I know we're not allowed to mention her name on the podcast, Andrew, but I'm going for it. Um, it was not her name out of my, out of your mouth. <laughs> it was, it was her. Oh, wait, I'm thinking about something else. Go ahead. <laughs> one of her like not so shining moments, but there were, if we go back and remember, there were multiple people that couldn't get that key she just struggled with it the most and others figured it out. Lydia was the, no one even came close to missing their key except for Lydia. So everyone, like the, the physicality, it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't know why she missed it. If she is, it, it, it's hard to tell how much shorter she is than everybody, but she wasn't able to get it, but no one else struggled with it. So I don't have a problem with that. It, I don't think it's a disadvantage. I think if you're not getting it, maybe she would have gotten it a second time around. Um, if yeah, she that makes sense to me. She did. She did try twice. Did she? Yeah. I missed that yeah. she tried. And twice. that's what got the green tribe to be so far behind. But what was beneficial is that she didn't have to get the key. Chanel was able to get it. They just had mm -hmm. to alternate turns. It would have been a different game. People can be more upset if it was like you can only get one key right. and each of you has to get one just like the other one as everyone had to throw all the balls and um that would have been different yeah that's a good um, tip that's but a good one. if she knew that maybe she what she should have did was just climb up and not even jump and just um get off the platform as soon as possible just to let uh, chanel be able to do it yeah um, I'll sh i shared on her twitter page i retweeted her lydia's own post a picture of herself jumping in the air, just a great shot. Just trying to grab, grab the two keys uh, and falling short. But uh, they get there. They got to finish the puzzle, the fish puzzle, 
and again on taku two canadians omar marianne working together and uh canadians seem to do well in these survivor puzzles shout out to erica and others as well uh but they obviously cruise out front and they don't look back and they finish that fish puzzle first but the other two vati being way behind as we just said you think they're done but of course it's survivor you never give up and ika is ahead Vati starts catching up and just that nervousness of building that puzzle you can feel it and they really play it well the production of like just the intensity it really was neck and neck and like just a little you can see the stress I think I forget who it was Drea or someone yeah. just saying like guys like it's not I'm trying to get it in like hold it still and and rocks right at the side saying like hold it for like it's just there's so much emotion there and even uh even Mike <laughs> and I on the side like doing the bro hug and Mike's like, I, lo I love you, man. Like there's just so much emotion happening down to the wire. And Vati yeah. comes from behind, knocks out Ika, sends Ika to uh, tribal council. And of course they lose their Flint, but uh, pretty yeah, epic that's challenge right. for sure. That's right. right. I forget about losing the Flint that that's a huge thing. I think, I think there's been rumors out there that the survivor production, if you lose your Flint, they'll put out your fire and you have to suffer. Well, they know um, there was embers when they got back. Remember, they said oh, there was this time. Yeah, it was faint. So, although I could see that happening, I told my wife during the the challenge, I said Green Team's going to win this because um, they're going to come back and win because they panned over to Daniel on the bench and his line was the puzzle, the ultimate equalizer, and I was like, Green wins. They're not going to show that if they don't win. So I thought they foreshadowed that they didn't need to show Daniel saying the puzzle is the ultimate equalizer if they weren't going to win. So I was right. like, good production. And right. Has he set out a lot of the challenges now because of his arm? Um, yeah. He sits out quite a bit. He's one of the... Uh, but even... I don't think he's strong. Um, yeah, maybe, he's not a... Maybe it's due to his arm, but he doesn't even want to offer to do puzzles or whatnot, right? But it hasn't been more than allowed. Like, have they been a, a special allowance because of his arm, or is it just them choosing to sit him out when they're? I think we talked about this last season, right? We don't have to spend long on this, but I think they are allowed to have the same person challenge after challenge, unless it's like a reward backing into a immunity. Because I do feel like I've seen him on the bench a few times. Yeah, it's just one once again. Um, you can't. It seems like. You can either sit out reward, then you can't sit out. So it's that back-to-back, -back, the question I asked um, last time. But he does seem to be sitting out quite a bit. But I don't know. I laughed during this challenge. Did you see Omar in the water? And I know I've done this all the time, where his key was floating away from him. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was dying laughing because I'm like, it's so true. And I guess <laughs> what I really like about this season compared to season 40 is that um i think season 42 really has real people like this is what people yeah that's what i said the other week too i feel the same yeah like these are real people like it's not like they they grabbed the key and they got it yeah. in their hand he grabbed it he fell and floated away and he's trying to doggy paddle and it's just moving forward i'm like 
that's what a real person yeah. looks like doing I, this. I did want to see them show him finally get it and turn around because all of a sudden he's chasing it out into the water. And then the next time we see him, he's on the platform with the key in hand, jumping in the boat. And I'm kind of like, what? What happened? How did yeah. he, did he just how, like get picked up and moved or what? How happened? far did he go? <laughs> like, yeah. All the yeah how far did he go? Like, did he go Everyone swimming stopped. with all the, did he go swim with the whales or something out there? Like what was going on? I wanted to, I wanted to see that. I was interested. I was, it's like it when you drop something on the ground and you're like, okay, it should be by my feet, but it's like way on the other side of the room. It's like, how is that possible that it rolled all the way over there? Uh, or like un, it goes like under so yeah that was hilarious to watch that i really like that comment on steve just the normal people it may i agree i feel that like this cast is very relatable and a good and i again i wasn't diminishing how well they're playing i just said they felt they feel like normal people like i could see myself out there amongst them because i feel like that's what i think about when i think about playing the show that i would be like self-conscious of how normal and weird I am and like quirky things I do and how I look when I stand a yeah. certain way. It's like, okay, like if these guys can do it, I, I guess I could maybe do it too. Yeah. This might go to you, Andrew. Do you remember playing with Jiddo in basketball? And then right before the game, it's a game that we played at Campo Jiddo's full contact game, but you're standing there. You're like, how hard do I actually play? Am I actually going to really smoke somebody hit them or am i just going to grab them and dump them down that's what i saw jonathan at the very beginning be like okay on your marks to set go like how fast do i go and he's just pounding the swimming like just absolutely crazy going like and looking over and everyone else is just nice and slow nice and slow like he does have that second gear but he's go gone and everyone else is like I'm a normal person. I'm not. Yeah, he's an exception to the rule in terms of normal. Yeah, for sure. But and just we, that idea of how strong and how hard do you you play right off the bat? Yeah, like that's almost nervous feeling, and you can really see it through them all in every challenge. Yeah, and just mm -hmm. in every conversation they have is how how hard am I going to play right off the bat? And I understand that you have to play hard the whole time, mm -hmm. and not ease yourself in. You have but. to just find the right balance of showing outwardly that you're playing um, you don't want to play too hard don't don't want to show how hard you're playing but just make your make your moves and then come along at the end um so in classic survivor fashion the way they edit it taku see you later they're gone they want immunity all good they had their fish to eat they built a fish in a puzzle they're gone done with them vati survived they got immunity they won a nail biter after uh part of the fish puzzle was dropped they're gone and it's Ika, the blue tribe. They're headed to tribal council. They've been, we've already been set up for them to go to tribal council because of, is it Tori? It's probably Tori. Is it not Tori? Is Roxroy in trouble? Is um, Swathi in trouble? Is someone else? What's going to go Drea on Drea maybe. Drea maybe because she, she's, she's a strong player. Everyone likes Drea right now, which is good for, good for her game. But yeah, that's someone you want to get out eventually, right? Roxroy is not happy they lost, but he thinks tribal should be real simple. He says Tori's a threat. Is she a threat? Is someone who people all want out of the game a threat? I think he said that because of her, the way that she came and told him information that was someone else's secret. Again, he's like a very principled person. And so mm -hmm. that crossed the line for him. And again, he's deemed already in her head, in his head, that she is lazy and yeah, all 
yeah, does he say that too? Lazy and just doesn't. In the first episode, he really yeah. said none of these people have good work. Ethic. Oh, that too. Oh, he for talked sure, about everyone. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree. But I think especially here, he just, he's honing into how he feels that she can't be trusted. He seems like a kind of principled, loyal guy in that sense. And he can't change his mind. And I, I mean, I, Tori gives me the same vibe. I've said it already that she strikes me as a bit arrogant and, she actually had some good thoughts this episode, but she still just comes across that way to me, the way that she's playing the game. But yeah, yeah, very divided tribe. Divided um, tribe. Well, they... then Romeo realizes how hard Swathi is playing the game. She's out there to win it. She's not just she's she's the youngest survivor out there. I think she's twenty, and um, she comes off as shy. She tells everyone she's shy. We don't see it much now. She's she's out there playing. She's having good conversations, um, getting to know everyone, putting herself out there. And then they realize, the big realization, she's telling everyone that they are her number one. And good on production to go through and find the clip where she tells Romeo, tells Drea, and tells Tori. You're my number thing. one. You're my number one, right? London Steve, you're my number one. Andrew, you're my number one. Um, <laughs> London Steve with the big fist pump and the sigh of relief on his face. Um, they they found that, played it in conjunction with Romeo, Tori, and Drea all confessing that they are Swathi's number one, which means what's actually going on out here and yes. what do they want to do with so that? I, I want to say this is a like a really good line from Tori. I referenced this because uh, Romeo confronts her. He says, Tori... Like I heard you were, t- or I want to ask you, like, were you telling rocks, uh, Roy about the, uh, move for like the advantage or something like that. And then Tori responds, she says, well, I'm going to be honest with you. All this is happening because Swathi told me I was on the outs, which is true. And she, that was a very good and timely answer, kind of a TSN turning point, because that is where the episode shifts. And as you said, they go on, uh, to talk about, uh, you know, all, all of them hearing from Swathi that they're for number one, Uh, but it begs this question. And I want to ask you guys this Um, Swathi, this episode is painted as uh, playing all the sides like Daniel, she gets caught. It's this big red flag and now they're turning on her. But what is the alternative in survivor where everyone for days on end, you're sitting together and people are saying, Hey, Hey, uh, London, Steve, so you and I, right? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And then Jordan, you go, okay, so we're working together. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I don't know what the alternative is to saying yeah of course i'm going to work with you either because you, you might sit awkwardly and not ever bring it up when they say it or like what you know what i mean like what is, is i feel like swathi is just doing what every other player would do anyway i think you can also like um one there's the shannon ricard example from last year or last season where they knew they were going to work together as long as they could but they also knew eventually they're going to have to go after each other. They're going to have to, one of them is going to have to make that move. And they understood that agreed on that and it helped them get further in the game. And it helped Ricard really own the game for a long time until his threat was just too big and he got voted out. So there's that aspect to it um, in the game. And then I think also it's, it's the defining um, it, like putting a, you're my number one, as opposed to saying, Let's work together. I want to work with you. I trust you. Like just giving that little extra bit of, like you didn't have to take it to that next step. 
right? I can right. promise, I can, me and Andrew can be aligned in the game of Survivor and talk about going to Final Four, and London Steve and I can be aligned and talk about going to Final Three. And those are two different things. Right. But right? then you guys are still going to talk at some point and say, hey, like I was, Andrew mentioned that, that like it might come out. So that's what I mean. I, in her defense, I don't. Yep. See, I mean, you guys have played it's, Survivor at home. Like, what do you what do you say when you're in those chats and someone's asking you to your face? You already have an alliance with someone else, but they ask you. How do you I say think, that? I avoid the question. <laughs> I also think it's a big trust factor, right? Like, this is something that I thought Alex did really well and I did really poorly is that I stopped sort of trusting him, and but he was with me the whole time, and I felt like I needed to check in with him all the time. I think and spend my time talking with him. And that's where everyone saw me with him. And Alex pointed as, I just had to check in for 10 seconds with you. But I want the reassurance. I think that she is struggling and she wants the reassurance also to be like, yeah, 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 we're, we're together, we're together. And throwing out that you're my number one is trying to gain that reassurance um, from them, right? And, but with that, you go back to how hard are you going to come out and play? Like, are you going to use you're my number one? Like you should realize you shouldn't be using that all the time. I guess so. I guess so. I just, if I were her, I would say if they confronted me, I would say, Oh no, I like, I would, you guys do the same thing. You've all told me that you want to work with me. I've heard you say it to other people. So that's all I did. I just, when someone asked me point blank, I said, yeah, sure. I'll work with you. I mean, kind of still lie about it a bit, but But at the end of the day, she could have got out of that and put the blame back on Tori. I don't know. But at the end of the day in Survivor, you got to find a reason to vote someone out. And they found a common reason to try to get a vote together. The last thing that stood up for me in the time at camp was after this conversation where Drea, Romeo, and Tori realized that Swathi has told them they're all her number one, Drea goes and has a conversation with Swathi and she, Swathi's saying, like, I came to you first, I went to you first, and I'm just thinking, if I'm Dre in that moment, I'm going, heard this before, okay, cool. Like, that was kind of nails in the coffin of, are you going to say anything different to me? Are you going to give me reasons? Or are you just going to tell me that we're working together and that I'm your number one because I am I might not be. I've got a one in three shot of being your number one, and that's not good enough right now. And I right. thought that was a little that's bit a of really nails good, in the coffin. Good, good observation, because I guess they didn't actually confront her to their benefit and saying, hey, we mm-hmm. all kind of caught on that you're, are, you said this about us? Because mm-hmm. you're right. Had they said that, she could have maybe pivoted differently, but they were all working yeah. now with the information. She she wasn't probably aware that they all knew that she had said that to them. So you're and right. Maybe, when, she, maybe she wasn't aware that they all even like picked up on that, right? Or that she was even having that conversation. Like, I guess she would have been aware, but did she say to everyone, they're her number one as a minute? manipulation tactic or is that just her conversations that she's having that burned her based on wording that she did that Mm -hmm. she used um and just going back with production also like these were all flashbacks so Mm -hmm. when were these conversations was one day one was one on day four was one on day Mm -hmm. seven like things change all the time um in between each uh day right so they might be out of context, but once again, you you take that, you you hold it in you, and you use it to your advantage. And then mm-hmm. maybe she forgot that she said some of that to them, but like 
who knows when yeah. she said it because they were all flashbacks. Who knows I, what her motivation was behind it too, right? Behind talking to each person individually that much. At the end of the day, you want to build relationships. You want people to trust you, but- Exactly. Um, I, I honestly bet you if you asked former Survivor players, I bet you a lot of them would say, hey, oh yeah, I did that. I, I talked to lots of people and told them we're, we're working together. You're right. Maybe the yeah. language matters with yeah. say number one, but I, I, I can't help but think this is overplayed by production a little bit to make her seem like she was making these great alliances with everyone. I bet you they have footage of everyone saying that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just my opinion. They could, they could shape an episode negative negatively. I put air quotes around that for all who are listening and can't see me, but negatively around whoever they want. They, they could, they definitely could get something there. They're bound to have that. So we head into, let's head into tribal here. And right away, what was Jeff's question to Drea? Something like, what's this tribal about? What's the theme what's of this the vibe? Tribe? What's the what's vibe the, of this oh, tribe? Vibe on the tribe. That's right. Or vibe in the tribe. That was the title of the episode. Um, Andrea sits. That's a good title. Thinks. I like that. Yeah, it was a good title. Um, Drea sits and thinks and then just says, we haven't become one yet. As vague as you can go while still saying the truth. Uh, not giving any information, but just we haven't become one yet. And that does sum up the feeling because the Taku, when they, I know I said we weren't going to talk about it anymore, but when they went to their last tribal and four of them came out of that tribal, they feel like they're one. They're, they're, they're built together through this tribal. And it really doesn't feel going into this tribal that no matter who they vote out, does it feel like they'll just be one group wanting to move forward with four of them? afterwards and the goal of this tribal is to become one and do as best they can and we'll see if they did a good job of it and they won't it won't they're not gonna be one after <laughs> london steve's yeah. assessment is ready to go and i don't disagree with you london steve i i don't know how they get through the i, I thought the right person went home for that tribe it's not the person that i wanted to go home but if you look at to me and I'll get right into it, I think. Swati's number one, I really think, was Roxroy. The only person that they never showed um, that. And if you look at the only two people that wanted to vote Tory were Swati and Roxroy. So where Drea and Romeo have this idea, well, we wanted to work with Rox at the beginning, wanted this old person group, um, so that would lean us towards Tori, but Rox and Swati are together. So if we get rid of Tori, we, we are definitely two and two, and we don't want that. That's a good observation. So yeah. If we get rid of Swat, Swati, that leaves Rox either by himself or Rox has to come to us because he's already said, mm. I voted for Tori twice. I'm not going to work with her. She's that old, he's that old school. This is what I'm doing. I'm, so I'm set in my ways. So <laughs> he is. He you is. know he's not going to work with Tori. So it's either okay, we can do three on one to get rocks, or we can do three and one to get Tori. But if Romeo and Dre vote Tori out, then it's two-two, and then who knows what happens. Mm. So oh I thought God. they were very um, analytical in that, and yep. having and going back to where Romeo was building fire and hearing you need to put the stick on it, and Romeo's like. I'm going to hold that for later. You need to tie this better. I'm going to hold that for later. Like yep. I could get him out now, but no, he's useful. 
And yeah. let's get rid of his number one because without number one, it's easier to get him. Yeah. So I thought it was the right person gone uh, for Drea yeah. and Romeo. And that leaves rocks on the bottom. It leaves rocks blindsided. And I don't think yeah. he's going to be able to recover from that. And I don't think they're going to come together strong based on his personality. I think he's going to come back and be like, you are grounded. And interesting. You need to, like, <laughs> well, cause that's interesting though, because Roxroy also, that makes sense as to why Roxroy gave a big encouragement of Swathi right in that um tribal he talked about how she was usually shy she came in um and told everyone she's really shy and that's kind of how she was she was very bold in this episode even if we only saw the absolute highlights of her boldness she was bold throughout the time at camp she was bold in tribal her and tori actually kind of went at it a little bit and i sat back or sat up a little bit went oh here we go let's get going now now they're going uh uh head to head here and they're going to battle it out a little bit in tribal. Um, and that was just her kind of finding her voice, gaining some confidence. And um, yeah, it was a, it, it was cool. He pointed out that in her, some growth that she showed out there um, playing survivor. Uh, she ended up playing her shot in a lot of shots in the dark played this year. I don't know what, yeah, three, three and three tribals, isn't it? Three and four tribes. Fourth one or third, third one we see. Third one. That'd be, yeah. that'd be fourth, fourth yes, because four episodes. Three, yeah. Three shot in the dark. Three shots in the dark. So interesting and um, not safe again. So eventually we're gonna get someone who is who is safe, uh, but not safe again. And at the end of the day, Swathi wanted to be everyone's best friend, and that's not that's not how it works out in Survivor. That's not how you can you can play forward in the game. And she. Uh, um, yeah, that was that was the way it, it was, and she gets voted out on it. Was it? I didn't actually count the votes. Was it three one? It was. Oops. Yeah. So Roxroy did vote for Tory then. Yep, that makes yeah. Roxroy well. voted for Tory. Andrea Romeo Tory voted for Swathi, and she threw yep. away her shot in the dark. Okay. Yeah, is that ever going to work for anyone? I don't. It has to. It's a one in six shot. So by the odds, it has to at some point. It's, the it's one an unfortunate person... take that it's not. I heard uh, um, Tyson and. Um, Oh my gosh, Sophie both say that they think it should be one in three odds, which yeah is pretty interesting. Uh maybe that's too high. But... Six, I thought one in six was a bit much. Like that's that's really slim odds. I get that it's called shot in the dark. So they purposefully want it to be really slim odds that you're actually safe, but I think it's a little bit too much, in my opinion. Everyone who took the shot in the dark was going home anyways. So yeah, they yeah. played it at the right time. They played at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's just too bad. I actually thought she was going to be safe today. Just in the review, I have that feeling right? too. Place, oh, it's going to be safe, and it's going to be Tori, and it's going to set more divisions up. But it's like nope. not safe. And you're like, okay, it's going to be Swati. Um, but sorry, let me pause. Maple Leafs fans, Austin Matthews' fiftieth goal of the season. Pretty big deal. For those listening who are not Toronto Maple Leafs hockey fans, this will mean nothing to you, but deal you've been it. suffering a long time here. And uh, to have a player score 50 goals in a season uh, is a pretty huge deal. Just a rabbit trail on that. Do you guys do the Tim Hortons hockey challenge? I do not, but I hear a lot about it. So Austin Matthews scoring right now just got me seven in a row. So free Timmy's for a week. Come 50 on. 50 goals in 62 games, by the way. 
So if you can predict seven uh, straight games with someone getting a goal, it's uh, free Timmy's for a week. Come on. So that That's was amazing. That's awesome. And again, to our American audience listening, Timmy's is Tim Hortons, which is a popular donut coffee chain and all the above. But anyway, that's exciting. It's good to have something to celebrate. But uh, Survivor, yes, London, Steve, I loved your take there on Swathi. Uh, Again, I'm I'm thinking from a fan three weeks in a row for me where I was disappointed in who got voted out because I feel the attachment. I feel for someone like Swathi who's got confidence, not overconfidence as a young woman i was excited to see her game and i was disappointed to see her go but that's a really good take that you had there about from the the other players perspective it actually makes a lot of sense and i think you're absolutely right she must have been aligned with roxroy uh based on kind of what you pointed out and so good on them for observing that and again someone like tori who is being pitted as a bit of a villain this season even by production to not let that uh, affect your strategic decisions um, that's a really good take, and it will be interesting to see if they can continue to work uh, together. Uh, I want to ask one more thing about this tribal potato gate. Have you guys heard this hashtag potato gate? No. On Twitter. Okay. I stay off could because I don't want spoiler alert. I don't watch the episode. I'm not able to watch it live uh, at this point, so I have okay. to stay off of Twitter because I follow enough people on Twitter that will. Yeah, you're gonna send get pictures. Ruined. I'm gonna get spoiled. It happened to me one week, and I'm not letting that happen again. No. So let me explain this real quick before we wrap up. Potato Gate is a reference to the trailer, or the premiere, or the promotion video. I haven't actually gone back to find it, but it's this is real. There's a there's footage of Tori looking down and then it pans to someone holding the beware advantage and then someone's voice that if you're not paying attention sounds like oh that's probably tori because it then pans back to her face reading the third code phrase about something about a potato and so therefore potato gate and what they're saying is that in the in the season trailer and opener we see it looks like tori has found that advantage so therefore we know she's not going home at all of these tribal councils. So I just was curious if anyone listening has heard this or followed because now there has been a breakdown people. Have, if you go back and you find it, you can see that they've just set it up to make it look like it's her. It's actually not her voice. It's actually someone else's hands holding it, but there's still those out there who are holding. It's an actual mistake. Um, even former contestants tweeting out saying that this is really odd and frustrating that the show would do this because as you're at tribal, Oh, is it Swathy? Is it Tori? They're saying, well, no, it's not Tori. Cause we know she's still going to be around to find the beware advantage. So it must be Swathy. That's potato gate in a nutshell. We'll see what comes of that. Did you guys ever notice? I, I do enjoy that. And I haven't realized that. Yeah. Look it up. I like looking for patterns and just seeing similarities. Um, who found on this season 42, who found the first beware advantage? What, what tribe? Mike, Mike, Mike was the first one to find it. Wasn't he? That's um, that's green. That is. Yeah, Vati. Vati. Okay. Yes. Then, he was the first one to find it, but Marianne's the only one who said okay. the line. She found yeah. it second. At least we were showed that she found it second. Cause I think Mike found it episode one. Maybe two. Yeah, Mike found it first for sure. Yeah. Okay. Why and do you ask? I was just, he hasn't gone to tribal since. Like he, they lost the first one, right? No, he's gone. 
he was there last he was there last episode he, he, so he only he didn't went have a vote once right yes. he didn't have a vote once mm-hmm. um and that was this like same as xander right xander found the idol he only went to tribal once yeah i think you're right to be saved um and we talked about how xander went so long with out of vote last time like would you consider mike going for so long without a vote now like he's on he's gone to tribal once like is this considered without a vote? i don't know i don't know i gotta think about that one like about not having a vote how long Alexander, he he only went to he last to survive it survived, but he only went to tribal once without a vote. But we considered him, um, yeah, without a vote for so long. We only went once. So would you consider now Mike without a vote until he goes back to tribal? Mike, what's your thoughts? I don't think I understand your question. Just like we considered last, a lot of Xander fans. I was a Xander fan. Yeah, talked about how. Oh, he went so long without a vote. This beware event. Right, right. Um, he said his line. He went without a vote, and even Marianne, she said it twice. But she hasn't gone. Like she didn't go to tribal today. So right, there's you, no no repercussions for so it. Would you consider her without a vote until she goes back to tribal? That's all I'm asking. Like, I still don't understand she, your question. She, yeah, she, she doesn't get a vote. She still. doesn't. She she can't vote yet until that idol is activated. She can't. She can't so vote. So she's can, without a vote this whole time. So what I'm considering then is, let's just say she goes to the final three and say, "I went out. I I was without a vote for so long, but she only went to one tribal. Is that a uh, advantage? Or Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's hanging over your head, right? Like whether or not you go to tribal yeah. as you're in a like, challenge. It's an added yep. piece that yep. you're you're considering. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if she's if she's at final tribal, God bless Marianne if she was able to make it there. But if she's at final tribal <laughs> and a jury member wants to call her out on that, saying you only actually had one time where you were not voting at tribal, then they can call her out on it and say you can you know push back on that statement. But yeah, she's without a vote. It's hanging over her head that she can't vote right now uh, if they go because one bad challenge and you're off you're on your way to tribal so um any closing thoughts from this episode andrew none for me i would love to hear lennon steve's take on uh a winner or a few episodes in now but anyone that you're yeah i told you right away because i wanted to make sure that it was on the record of my pick um because last time i picked xander and he came third and my uh underdog was erica and she won so i'm pretty good at apparently picking these yeah so okay my after watching the first episode i told andrew that my pick is Lindsay. Um, yes you did i'll confirm that so i i think Lindsay is a very intelligent player what we haven't talked about in the even the episodes haven't even showed us is this amulet idol right like, yes i was thinking of that earlier in the so, episode when so we were talking. she has that yeah. um right she's also in this strong tribe that hopefully will continue to win by jonathan picking them all up and carrying them so maybe she'll get to the merge that way um she and- is physically fit um she i i even think like her her profession is a dietitian so i even think being able to um know like just 
her body really well and mm -hmm. the food intake be able to play that um when you go back to episode one when jackson was dizzy she's the one who made the comment like she's mm. just aware of what how your body feels and i think she can use that to her advantage so mm. that's my pick to win good take steve and my my dark horse um is someone that I'm trying so hard to get into an alliance with him. Um, I want to be a part, which I will never be for a long time, a part of the skinny alliance. So uh, my dark horse is Romeo. Awesome. Um, I think he is yeah. intelligent. I, he might squeak through and hopefully come puzzles and uh, balance activities and individual um, and the relationship he's made with drea who's a bigger threat than him and just the way that he's able to um read this whole swati tori thing and be like wait a minute she's playing hard we need to um watch out for her so he's my dark horse so romeo and Lindsay to win good takes london steve oh london steve coming in with the heat and reminder just of the amulet advantage that is shared by drea high and Lindsay. Okay. Of the three that share it. Uh, so that's something to take a look. It doesn't come into effect until every remaining member of that trio is on the same tribe. So if that's two of the three are still in the game and on the same tribe and one is eliminated, then it comes into effect. But that's right. something to something to think about as we move forward. A good reminder. Well, it has been a fantastic episode. This was Survivor at Home, the podcast, episode four. Um, follow us on Twitter at Survivor at Home. Follow uh, either Andrew or I on Twitter as well. And we look forward to catching you next week. We always put a question or two on Spotify in the comments section. So check out that. Give us your responses. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We look forward to next week. We will chat about episode five of Survivor 42. Thank you all very much.